Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presents School of Humanity with Jason and Rachel Bowman, a program that is seeking to lead young adults to Christ and to enkindle a deeper faith that is fully alive. Now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to the pilot episode of the School of Humanity. I am Rachel Bullman. And I am Jason Bullman. Do you come here often or? Um, I feel like I've seen you before. Well, maybe in your dreams. Wow. Does that work <laughs> or? <laughs> we, we are married. Thank you very much. I see him all the time. Um, and we've been married for eight years and we have three children and one on the way. And so if you could keep in your prayers, Abigail Magdalene, she will be with us hopefully between um, April or May, something like that, whenever she decides to make her appearance. But please keep her in your prayers and all of us. But we are so excited to be able to share our hearts with you through the Faith Fit Radio Ministry of the Diocese of Orlando. And just a little bit about me, I am actually adopted from the Philippines when I was just a mere two weeks old. My parents were missionaries there, and I was raised in the Assemblies of God. And my dad is actually a pastor, a wonderful speaker, and he likes to tell everyone that I got all of my my talents from him. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I grew up just really passionate about loving God and about discovering who He is. And then along the way, later on after college, I met a guy this guy, um, Jason, and just fell in love with him and fell in love with his family. And I remember just sitting in his living room and never feeling as loved as I really had felt with all of them. Just so much peace anytime I was with them. And I remember someone telling me that, and at this time I knew that Jason was Catholic, but um, I didn't really know anything about Catholicism at the time. And I was leaving work and a young lady walked up to me and she said, um, uh, I'm dating a new guy. And I said, Oh, that's great. Tell me a little bit about him. And she's like, Oh, you know, he's this, he's that. And I said, well, is he a Christian? And she says, no, he's Catholic. <laughs> and, uh, and I was a little shocked that I, I asked her, I said, so wait a minute, Catholics. So you don't think that Catholics are Christians? And she said, no, of course not. Why would I, why would I think that Catholics were Christians? And I remember distinctly that she said, uh, I mean, have you seen what they do in mass? And I remember thinking, no, I, I haven't seen what they do in mass. But That's I've... crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so that really started our, our journey, which is where our, our roads kind of coincided. And we started on this journey together of discovering the truth of the church. And I became Catholic. Um, in 2007, eight, seven, eight, seven. Okay. Um, he always knows our anniversary. He always knows my birthday and apparently he knows when I was confirmed and received my first secret. So thanks honey. Um, <laughs> but, and that's, that's really where we are today. And in a few minutes, we'll tell you a little bit more about how the school of humanity came about, but Jason inquiring minds want to know, who are you? So I am a cradle Catholic, and I grew up here in Lakeland. I went to uh, elementary, middle school, and high school all Catholic. Um, but I can't say that I had a real encounter with Christ until college. Um, and it was right about that time when I met you. 
and I don't know how to describe it other than the Lord amazing <laughs> pierced my heart and um you know you're not talking about meeting me you're talking I'm about, talking about the Lord right oh, okay now. about meeting God sorry if that's okay with you <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so my whole world was changed and Christ became the center and all of a sudden, you know, all the things that I thought were important were all secondary. And so as we um, came to know each other and you came into the faith, it was beautiful because it was sort of this organic development of us becoming the men and women and the spouses and parents that we were called to be. You just kind of skipped right over meeting me, but we can, we'll save that for a, another podcast. <laughs> we can go into detail, <laughs> but we, it's just been such a beautiful journey for us. We often um, look at each other, especially, you know, right before bed and just look at each other and think, this life is pretty awesome, which sounds very Facebook official and like hashtag blessed, but it's it's a whole lot more than that. We I, I can't imagine life with anybody else than this man. And, um, and the thing that has really come out of our marriage, especially over the last couple of years, has been what we've come to all call the school of humanity. And I think this is probably the time when we should talk about that guy. Um, uh, Blake Britton. Blake Britton. I don't know if a lot of people know him, but his name is Blake Britton. Um, he <laughs> is he is an, a seminarian with the Diocese of Orlando. And this past year, he spent his pastoral year with the Church of the Resurrection, where we are parishioners at. And we had the pleasure of meeting him, and we kind of um, struck up a friendship with him. Can you say love? Yeah, I would say he is a dear brother and I love him very much. And uh, when we all met, it was beautiful. And um, each of us coming from the various encounters with Christ that we had had, we just simply enjoyed speaking about him and of his heart. And the topic of our own human nature and the beauty that is there as we are in the image as we are made in the image and likeness of God became a sort of central theme that developed out of uh, Blake's heart and in our friendship and so it was the sort of hermeneutic or point of view from which we began to do ministry together and I know that at some point we want to talk about how we have started now a ministry that we have um, on Tuesday nights each week at our house. Um, yeah, it's, um, it, I think that it really started with uh, just talking with some other young adults that we knew at our parishes and that maybe that we had encountered in other places. You know, we, we've done ministry with some of the colleges here in town. Um, Lakeland is a huge college town. Okay, guys, don't don't get it twisted. Um, there's Florida Southern, which is gigantic <laughs> on a big lake, um, and then of course we have uh, Southeastern. Southeastern, but what is it? It's Polk University. State. Oh, Polk State. Yes. Polk State. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm an awful Lakelander, but 
we have a lot of colleges around here. And so we've been able to, to interact with some young adults, either that we've grown up with or in some way have met them. And I remember talking to a few of them at church one evening and kind of discovered that they really wanted a place where they could speak about deeper theology and have the time to do it. Um, there were things that were still were being offered in Lakeland, um, but the t there were time constraints that were um, attached to those gatherings. There were also just just the, a lack of, of deeper theology. And because of the time constraints, they weren't able to really do that. So we talked to a few people. I remember sending out a message on Facebook um, where I knew like maybe five people were going to respond to that and spoke to a couple of the students from Florida Southern. And so really just kind of a handful of people, I would say, to and said, you know, hey, let's, do you guys want to come over like Tuesday night and, um, and talk about Jesus? And the response was really beautiful because there was an overwhelming yes. And, and you could see where just the evidence that young adults really do hunger and thirst for Christ. And, um, and so the first time that we had people over, it was what, 15 or yeah, so people like that, that came that night. And we were just overwhelmed at how amazing that was and how privileged we felt to have um, something like that be put in our lap where we could share um, our faith with one another and our love for Christ. And uh, that definitely started this thing where on Tuesday nights when we would venture into bed. And Jason and I, we are still young adults. Um, we might be on the, the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> right? At least Jason is. I'm still like 21 years old. I'm going to be 21 forever. But Jason is, you know, older. Um, and, <laughs> and so we would go to bed and we'd just look at each other like, that just happened. I mean, all these people just came over here to talk about Jesus, and we get to be a part of this, you know. Um, and so that's really what we wanted to bring in this podcast and this weekly time that we have with you. Um, hopefully there's more than one of you that are listening right now. And, and we wanted to just share with you some of the real things that happen in the hearts of young adults, um, whether that be our own hearts, that the young adults that do come to our home, you know, are all kinds of different different places in life. You have Jason and I who are have four children, Jason who works a full-time job, and myself who I work in a fuller full-time job as a stay-at-home mother with our children. That's very true. Yes. And I don't get paid enough, honey. I need to, I need to talk about that. Um, but then we also have, you know, one, one of the young couples that does come on Tuesday nights, they are just in the beginnings of welcoming their first child. Oh, that's um, beautiful. And then some of our young adults that are single and some of them that are discerning, you know, maybe a vocation to their religious life or becoming a priest. Um, We've had three seminarians now. Three seminarians that have visited. Um, all of you seminarians that I know that you can hear me and that you might be listening, you say you'll come, but you never, you never visit. So we're waiting. <laughs> um, and we have students from the colleges. Actually, it, even though we're in Lakeland, we still have some of the students from UCF will make their drive over. Hello, UCF Knights. And, and it's a really beautiful ebb and flow because whenever school is in session, we have all of the people from the local schools that come here or the people that are just stationed here in Lakeland. And 
then when school is let out for the holidays, like right now, you know, um, all the winter breaks are ending. So a lot of the kids that go to college out of state were able to come that may, might have visited during that time. So it's a beautiful ebb and flow. If we were all in the same room at one time, I think it would probably be about 50 of us I was going to say 50, yeah. Um, which is just incredible. And so the but, School of Humanity has become kind of a household name to these 50 people. And so we're hoping that we could expand that by like 52 right now, because maybe we have two listeners right now that are listening to us. I don't know where you're going with that. Like an um, additional 52? No, or, okay. sorry. In all 52 people. Uh, okay. Um, so love, where do you think this thought process of the school of humanity or this theology, this school of humanity is really, really applied best, you know? Um, or where it came from, I guess, might be the better way to ask. It's... Hard to say. I know that it was a very organic development within the friendship, within the context of our friendship and our marriage. And um, we've noticed that in general, it's very important for people to have uh, a proper understanding of anthropology, that is, the study of our own human nature. Um, because many times we lack hope as young adults. We found that to be a, a general problem that we see in, in young adults is in general they lack hope and they don't understand the dignity that is their human nature and that God from all eternity has willed them to be. And um, not only that, but you know, Christ humbled himself to die for us so that we might be divinized, so that we might be brought into the very essence and the very economy of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And if you don't believe us, you can listen really closely to the, the prayers that are used in the liturgy of Mass. You know, a lot of times the, um, the collect at the beginning of Mass and also the preface right before they go into the liturgy of the Eucharist really concentrate on the fact that we are called as in, in our goodness of our humanity to be raised up into the divinity of Christ. And so oftentimes you'll hear them say, um, uh, the prayer will be something to the effect of, as partakers of the divine, as partakers of your divinity. And that's really what we're called to. Um, it was really beautiful last night. One of our young adults was talking about the fact that um, he used to sit in front of the monstrance and, and just expect, you know, like, tell me that I'm good. You know, why, what are you doing? Like, what are, you're not saying anything to me. You know, I just need to hear something from you. I just need you to tell me that I am good enough. I just need you to do something. And the whole time that, that this person was speaking, I was thinking that I could hear, you know, the heart of God saying, but I am and you are. You know, and so often we we get so bogged down in the noise that we are surrounded by and the things that we're trying to shout at God or to say to God that we need to hear back from him, that we drown out his heart that is just beating, that with every thump he is just saying, you know, my heart right now is pumping because I love you. 
because you are good enough. If you would only just hear me and see my heart, you were made here first. You love because I loved you first. And that that's really where our dignity and our hope lies and being able to look at a God who loves you infinitely and who created you in infinite love. I love that you were created by love, for love, to love. It's beautiful. And um, yeah, the, one of the basic principles or, or themes that we've talked about as well is just having a posture of receptivity. Um, you know, we often feel like we have to do something in order to earn God's love. We have to perform some task, follow some method to become holy. But in reality, prayer is a matter of being receptive rather than, uh, you know, something that we do per se. And, but in order to be receptive, you have to first understand how beloved you are so that your heart might be pierced and then you can begin to live with true freedom. Um, and, you know, these truths have been powerful in, uh, in the young adults that have come, we've seen how this has changed people's lives, you know, and um, we're just so thankful to be a part of it. It's changed our lives for sure. You know, I definitely, um, one of my favorite things to do, of course, is to take points and drive them home with, with stories of my own, uh, my own liking. And anytime that we talk about the fact that, Believing in our own goodness then allows us to see the world in a different way. I, it always makes me think about um, when I first met Jason. And just so you guys have an, a visual, Jason looks like Keanu Reeves. So if you're old enough to know who Keanu Reeves is, that's what Jason looks like. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but Jason, when we first started dating, um, he would always just look at me for very long amounts of time. Um, I always wondered if I had like a booger hanging out of my nose <laughs> or something in my teeth. Um, and so it would always make me really uncomfortable. So he would just stare and I'd just go after, you know, like two seconds. I wouldn't give him very long. And I'd go, why, why are you looking at me? And he would tell me, you know, I, I'm just looking at you. Like, what, what's the big deal? And, um, and then eventually, once we were more comfortable with each other, he finally was like, you know, I look at you because you're beautiful. Like, I look at you because I can't not look at you. And, um, and I would still make it really awkward and say, you know, for him to find something else to look at. Uh, not because, <laughs> not because I, I wanted to make him feel uncomfortable, but mostly because I didn't believe that I was beautiful. And because I didn't believe that this man who I think is beautiful would think that I was beautiful. And so later on, you know, we, we just said a few minutes ago that we have been married now for eight years. So, you know, eight years down the road and I am sitting there in prayer and I'm thinking about Jason and I, as I often do when I'm praying and I was saying, oh Lord, I don't know if he looks at me like that anymore. Like, does he... Does he still look at me and think that I'm beautiful? You know, I don't feel like he, I feel, I don't feel like I felt uncomfortable 
you know, when he stared at me? Does he still do that? Have we kind of like lost that amidst this whole seven year itch thing that people talk about? Is it gone? And, and I can very distinctly remember feeling in my heart, it's not gone. You know, you just believe him now. You just know that when he gazes at you, that you are beautiful because you are made in my image. And so if we leave you with anything from this podcast amidst our bantering and our, our use of large words, that we would leave you with the fact that God looks at you the same way. That oftentimes when we're sitting in, in beautiful prayer or when we're sitting in adoration or when we go to Mass and we are struck with this moment of pure love directly from His heart, that oftentimes we get really uncomfortable. You know, we can't be silent. We can't be still. So we get uncomfortable when we ask Him to stop looking at us. But eventually we have to believe that what He sees in us is real. That what He sees in us is Himself. Because we are made in His image and His likeness. And so we hope that you will continue to join us at the School of Humanity and um, that you will reach out to us in some way. You can follow us on Twitter or find us on Facebook and hopefully, you know, send us the things that the Lord is doing in your heart so that we can continue to expand the school and expand our student base and hopefully become accredited. No, <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. Only if the Lord wills it. Only if the Lord wills it. So <laughs> thank you so much. We are praying for you. And please pray for us. We love you and God bless. God bless. Faith Fit Radio and the Diocese of Orlando presented School of Humanity with Jason and Rachel Bullman. Thank you for listening. Check out the podcast at faithfitradio.org and tune in next time. May you be blessed with peace and joy.